Hey, everybody, and welcome to Healthy Discourse. It's Emily here, and I am very excited to welcome to the show today my friend, Emily Davis. Thank you. Emily is um, has been a friend of mine for quite a while, and we, I've always been very well. Her love for our community, for fellow believers, and for really um, sharing Jesus and her work, which is, of course, one of the really important things that we try to, to share and talk about here on our podcast as far as engaging in your community with your passions and gifts and getting involved in doing something that uh, God has called you to do. And Emily has an amazing story. We could probably talk for three hours, but <laughs> we're going to limit that and speak specifically about a school that she has helped start in Africa and what led her to that and um, what is going on now um, at the school and why they've started that and um, how you can get involved if you're interested. So without further ado, welcome, Emily. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. So I think let's start with Tell us a little bit about the Transcend Academy and what it is, and then maybe we can go backward as far as how it came to be. Sure, yeah. So Transcend Academy is a running academy in Sharangani, Kenya. Um, it was started by a um, by Wesley Career, who grew up in a very poor Kenyan home and then went on to run at University of Louisville, um, ran for Nike professionally for 10 years and won Boston Marathon, and he, he and his wife um, you know, he, given that he had grown up in Kenya, saw the great need for um, support for these impoverished families in his community. Um, so he started a running academy, which provided a high school sponsorship and um, pretty elite run training um, for students. And over the past five years, they have sponsored over about 350 students um, for high school fees. High school is not free in Kenya. It's about $700 a year. Um, and so the kids get a chance to, they come, they try out for a spot in the academy. Um, some have gone on. There is um, two that have gone through the academy that are now, one is sponsored by ASICS and one is sponsored by HOKA in the U.S. Um, and they are running professionally. And um, the money that they earn is like transformative. Like it is completely life-changing um, because the average Kenyan home earns about $100 a month. Um and so his goal is to help raise up other Kenyan youth with the talent of running um, to be able to get some exposure, but also, um, you know, if for the most gifted, they have a chance to run professionally. And then his expectation is take what you get and turn around and help your whole community. Yeah, and such an awesome thing. So tell us um, how you how you guys got involved. So I didn't mention this at the beginning, but Emily and her husband, Keith, are the owners of Fleet Beat and Winston-Salem and now Clemens. Yay. Right. Yeah, congratulations on that. And um, Fleet Beat is a, well, you do more than running, but running is a big part of the, the store and helping people to be fit in the perfect shoes for them and that, that sort of thing, as well as lots of other equipment. How did you and, and Keith first get involved with the Transcend Academy? Yeah. So, you know, God's really worked on our hearts over the years because we opened Fleet Feet in 2006. Um, 
And, uh, you know, we have a shoe charity. We do a lot with the homeless community in the triad. But really, this started back in 2014. We, uh, Keith and traveled to Kenya with my oldest daughter, who was six at the time, to Kenya to visit a children's home. And they both just fell in love with um, the people there, fell in love with the children, um, just really had a broken heart for the need there. And so that really just started our family visiting Kenya every year. And, and in the beginning, I would say, oh my gosh, I'm never traveling to Kenya. That is so far. I can't ride on an airplane that far. I don't know if I'll be able to eat the food. I won't be able to sleep, you know, all the stupid reasons I would come up with. But finally went in 2017 and I saw what they saw and I haven't stopped going since. Um, we started uh, sponsoring a couple boys that had, um, one in particular does not have a family. Um, he uh, has really kind of become part of our family because we've now sponsored him for nine years. But it started out with a children's home. And then over time, we felt like we had really maximized where God wanted us to be with that particular place in Kenya. So we just started, you know, I was praying about it. God, show us what you want us to do with this passion for helping the children of Kenya. Where are we supposed to put this energy? And a friend here, Laura Lintner, connected us with Tara and Wesley Career. And um, I just randomly emailed them and said, hey, this is what we've been doing. Our family's been serving in Kenya for a few years. We really want to pour our hearts into something. We hear you have a running academy. We own a business that is connected to running. We just are interested in learning more. I had no idea what the biography was. Um, mm -hmm. And we ended up having a Zoom call with them. This is like right at the end of 2020, a Zoom call with them, learning all about what they're doing. And we just fell in love with them. And the biggest need that they had was that they were sending kids two miles away to a, a public school. And with the goal, you know, the main goal was give these kids a great education and also tap into their elite talent, that the God-giving running talent that they have and help them to reach their ultimate potential. But the school that they were sending them to really kind of interfered with that part of the agenda. So one of the big dreams was one day we hope we could actually have our own school. Mm -hmm. and that was late 2020. Um, I We get off the phone and I Google the name Wesley Career. And I was like, oh my gosh, we were just on the phone with a Kenyan Boston Marathon winner. He's won LA. He's got second in Chicago. He's like a celebrity in Kenya. I think, it was, <laughs> I think it was better that we didn't know who he was when we first talked to him. Um, and so we, in that call said, we can help you build the school. And, um, you know, we had raised money for a girl's dorm in Kenya before. Um, right. We didn't really know what we were getting into, but we knew that, you know, if, the, if God was connecting running and Kenya for us, that was just, that, that was a dream come true to us. So, um, in April, 2021, Keith visited Cherangani and kind of assessed the situation and came home and said, yep, we're building a school. So we started fundraising and with a friend of ours that has been building, um, schools, uh, buildings and churches in Africa for 30 years. And, um, in January of 2022, the school building started and I was there to watch them break ground. And I was just there this past January for the school dedication. Um, so it has been a whirlwind of watching what God can do with passion and love for serving others. Um, and they now have 80 students enrolled. All the kids came to try out for a spot in the running academy while we were there. 
one of the fastest kids ran on a very rocky, uneven <clears throat> field with cow dung scattered throughout the field, barefoot <laughs> and khaki pants. And he ran the equivalent of a 15 minute 5k. Oh um, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So these kids are very, very talented and they also, um, they're only accepted if they can earn a spot through the running trials, but also they have to have um, strong academic scores. So they bring their academic records with them and they have to meet a minimum standard um, so that, you know, this is an elite academy. This is for the best of the best um, because it is a fully sponsored uh, school scholarship as well as boarding. And, you know, what was amazing to me was that 80 kids were selected there were over 400 that came to try out from all over Kenya. There were families that slept on the side of the road waiting for the trials to start. Um, and then the 80 kids are selected and so many families came back the day of the celebration begging for a spot in the program. Mm -hmm. Without the high school education, they really had no chance at, without the Transcend sponsorship, they really had no chance at a high school scholarship. Um, because those just don't come by easy in Kenya. And the saddest part for me was that not only were they the kids not going to get a high school education if they weren't accepted, but they come from such poor homes that the only meals they were getting were if they were in school. And so mm -hmm. it didn't just mean education. It also meant that the, the high school student was not getting fed. Um, and that was hard. You know, my oldest daughter was with me and as soon as the trials started and she saw how many kids came out, she just cried because she, yeah. she said, I'm just sad for all these kids that are not going to get a spot um, because she understood what she understands what it means uh, to that. It's not just about the schooling. It's about your life and uh, food and, um, you know, the severe poverty that they're struggling with. Um, so it's it's of course, it's amazing for the 80 that are accepted. Um, but it's it's very real. It's not just about running. It's truly about life and death and um, hunger and, and poverty. Right. And um, I know, and you, you alluded to this earlier, so the average Kenyan family makes the equivalent of about $100 per month. Yeah. And high school costs around $700 per year. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So if you can imagine that, like, if, if you know, imagine your kids, it would cost you seven months of income to send one kid to school. It's completely mm -hmm. unrealistic. Mm -hmm. And so, and, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say Kenya, you know, does not have a middle class. Um, there's a, an upper, an elite upper class, but the majority of the country is very impoverished. Mm -hmm. And um, certainly, you know, leaders are trying to change that, but you know, unfortunately, not that different from the U.S. There's a lot of corruption and um, the, the elite keep feeding the elite and they don't have the same social services. They don't have they don't have the tax system that we have that pays for a lot of um, things that we take for granted. Um, and so, you know, we it would be unheard of in the United States for somebody to take seven months income to send kid, their child to school for one year. But unfortunately, that's that's what these Kenyans face. Primary school, so elementary school, is considered free. However, there are uniform school fees. They have to pay for the lunches that are served. Um, and so even a elementary school student to do one year of school is still $100 to go to what's considered free elementary school. Mm -hmm. So 
schooling in general is very challenging for Kenyans. Um, you know, and it's just, it's eye opening, I think, because we think nothing of just sending our kid to school every it's, it's illegal to not send your kid to school. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's a real blessing to be able to afford it. So, you know, 15% of Kenyans go to high school and that's why they just can't afford it. Wow. And of course that multiplies the disparity over and yeah. over again, right? Generation by generation. Yes. Um, and very much limits the job opportunities. And then that creates a cycle of addiction and street yep. living and all that. Am I correct? Yep. I'm, these are, are things that I've learned from you. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's all cyclical, you know, and you're right, it's generational. And so, um, you know, we've been helping a family. Um, when I was over there in January, I visited the family of a boy. So I've known this boy that was at the children's home, known him about nine years. He's the oldest of 18 kids. And culture mm -hmm. in Kenya is that when your father dies, the oldest son is responsible for taking care of the family. Um, however, he's 17 years old and he's currently sponsored to go to high school. He has no income. Um, dad passed away over the summer, but he is culturally responsible for taking care of the entire family, which mm -hmm. to us is like, how do you even start that? Right. Um, right. And so his mom, his stepmom's house is made of cow dung. It's fallen apart. Um, and we were able to raise quite a bit of money to help her with her home. But it doesn't change the fact that she has five very young children. She has no food. She has she lives in a swamp. She has no ability to start a business or maintain a business because she has so many young children. Mm -hmm. um, so the cycle just keeps going. And her little kids that were kept getting sent home from elementary school because they didn't have the proper uniform and didn't have the school supplies and hadn't paid the lunch fees. Those kids will keep missing school. This is, we're talking $100 a year for one little kid to go to elementary school. And mm -hmm. they'll keep missing it. And, you know, they might finish, they might not, but chances are they're not going to go to high school because she's not going to come up with $700 a year for a kid to go to high school. And so the cycle goes on and on and on. And then those 18 kids create their families. And, um, they don't have the systems that we are blessed to have in the United States with welfare and food banks and uh, just city, local city support. And the churches don't have the resources to provide. So um, it is a very broken system and it all comes back to education. Mm, yeah. Um, tell us about some of the other interactions that you had on your recent trip to Kenya with yeah. some basic needs that you were able to fulfill. What I love is when Emily goes to Kenya, she just uses social media the way that I love for it to be used. <laughs> and I was like, hey, um, I have this need. Like, yeah, PayPal me if you want to contribute. Okay, bye. I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> and it's, it's so eye opening and so. Um, such a great reminder of number one, how great we have it even on our worst day. And number two, how little it can, how really small investments or just noticing and loving on people can really be life-changing. Yeah. So would you yeah. mind sharing yeah. just a couple of the other interactions that you yeah. have? Think of so, I mean, for, so well for starters, we I had been hearing about the one of the younger siblings of the same family I was referencing. He was probably like eight or nine years old, and a few years ago, he stuck something in his ear, 
and it had been in there for three years now. So, you know, I think about like years ago, my little da- my daughter at the time stuck a Cheerio up her nose. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And you had blueberries and noses here. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You're like freaking out like and yet it would come out the other side and come out their mouth. But so this boy had stuck something in his ear. And over the three years, it created such severe ear pain. And he really just needed his ear flushed. So I get there. It cost fifteen dollars to pay the doctor to get his this kid's ear flushed. And this boy had been struggling with this for three years. And dollars mm. though, they they don't have fifty cents to buy food, let alone fifteen dollars to you know to invest in a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the the another mom had malaria. Malaria medicine over there is so cheap. Um, malaria is very common and can be deadly, um, but she couldn't afford the malaria medicine. So she was, I mean, we all buy malaria medicine as a backup plan, like for $2 when we're over there, it's nothing. Um, but she was struggling in a bad way with malaria. Um, when one of the day, there was the day of the school celebration, um, and a woman approached me and said, can I speak with you? Um, she was the aunt to a 12 year old girl that um, was disabled. She could not walk. Um, and she also really didn't, she didn't speak. Um, so she tells me about this young girl named Naomi. And, you know, of course, when we go there, we are approached by people all the time um, asking for help. And the aunt said to me, we heard that there were Americans coming and we knew that that was the only way we were going to be able to help this girl. So she offers to go get Naomi and bring her to me. And I'm saying, no, 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 you do not need to do that. Like, I do not need to meet Naomi. She insisted. She brings little Naomi who cannot walk. Um, She was probably 50 or 60 pounds. Mom has to carry her everywhere. And they insisted that I meet her. Well, all they were asking for was help to buy a wheelchair. I thought they were going to ask me for like medical bills and all these things. And um, she needed a wheelchair. And so the, she now is in a wheelchair. I have pictures. A friend of ours, Marcy Bruno, who has a disabled daughter, saw the post on Facebook where I said, this is Naomi. They're, they're asking for a wheelchair. They want to be able to take her to church and take her to the market. And mom cannot carry her anymore. Um, mm. Marcy said, oh, my gosh, I've been waiting to see a post where it spoke to me. And this one is talking to me because she has a disabled daughter. Um, and so you know, Naomi now is in a beautiful wheelchair and mm-hmm. now pushed by her mom to go to church and to the market and, and, and have the dignity, you know, mom can have the dignity of not having to carry her, her child everywhere. Um, there's mm-hmm. another boy, his name is Tony, which I love his name. Cause that's my dad's name, but he has a t- t- testicular hernia at the age of four. And, um, it was getting very bad with swelling and a lot of pain for him. And so we reached out to friends here um, that deal with uh, in the pediatric realm of medicine and offered a lot of advice, read his medical records, gave great medical advice, and it was $400 to get him the surgery for his hernia. Um, mm. So, you know, I talked about the house, um, the cow dung house falling apart. 
um, a ton of money came in more than was necessary, but to fix the cow dung house was going to cost $2,000. And I just, and this is where I tap into my, to Wesley for advice. I'm like, Wesley, it seems really ridiculous to invest 2000 American dollars into a cow dung house that's falling apart. What are our other options? And so um, he said that years ago, they used to have Habitat for Humanity, Cherangani, and they would build houses out of sheet metal. And I just got new pictures this morning. The mom lives in a swamp. And so every time the, you know, it basically rains there from May to like October downpour. Mm -hmm. I've been there in the middle of summer, cats and dogs for hours. And the house would flood with like a muddy muck and they don't have bedding. They didn't have mattresses. So the kids would sleep on that. And they just, they're in the process of finishing her, her new house, which has a raised cement floor. So they're about a foot and a half above the ground. Um, and it will be finished with, finished with sheet metal so that she won't deal with the house crumbling. So, you know, I, we were there two weeks and that's just a handful of the examples of needs that were there. They're everywhere. The needs are everywhere. Um, right. and God just puts them right in front of us. Yeah. I love that part. I mean, that, and, and it can feel, I mean, and just in life in general, even in our own cities, right. It can feel very overwhelming, all of the need, not just the physical need, the emotional need, the spiritual needs, right. It's so heavy to think yeah. about the need. And obviously God is the only one that can fulfill those needs, but he yeah. uses us in all kinds of different ways to help to fulfill those needs or to be the encourager to or um, to introduce someone to Jesus that doesn't know him or whatever that might look like. And um, I just love that when you're there, how you, the, the posture that you demonstrate of that open handedness and just being ready (laughs) to, you know, respond to what's in front of you. And it's just such a great testimony of how our day to day should look really driving around our own, our own eight hour day, you know, with our kids and, um, that it's, it's not different. Um, right. Right. But it can, it can be so eye opening when it does look different, like it does when you go to Kenya and those opportunities present themselves. So tell us a little bit more about, uh, the needs that you have with, the the transcend academy and ships because obviously again this is new you are um you you have acted on big faith in lots of different ways and um that there certainly are continual needs and opportunities to expand so tell us how people can get involved and what that looks like yep yep sure so um currently we there are 80 students in the school um And Keith and I, you know, we remain heavily involved in the school planning. Keith is hoping to go um, over there actually with a headmaster from one of our local schools here um, to help Wesley. Like Wesley's a, you know, he can run, but that doesn't mean he knows how to run a private school. Um, (laughs) Figuring it out. We didn't know how to run Flea Feet when we opened either. And we're still figuring it out. But, um, you know, when God calls you to do something, right, he equips you. He doesn't call the equipped, right? We've all heard that. That's right. Mm -hmm. So. Um, right now there's 80 students. The goal is to be able to accept a a total of a hundred. So there are 20 spots available for kids that have great academic records, but just cannot afford high school. Um, right now there are 20 
sponsors. Student sponsorship is $1,000 per year or $90 per month. That covers all their education, their boarding, all their food, uniforms, school supplies, every bit of need for a year. Um, so 20 sponsors out of 80, the only way that the school will work and be effective is if there are a total of at least 70 sponsors. Um, Cause we've, you know, I've done the budget five different ways and the school can work um, off of 70 sponsors. Um, for people wanting to learn more, um, I also manage the website, which is Kenyan with an N, kenyankidsfoundation.us. Um, there are two Kenyan Kids Foundations. There's a U.S. one and there's a Canadian one because Wesley's wife is Canadian. So her father has a separate um, foundation that's Canadian that supports a dairy program that Wesley established in his community, which is a whole other podcast about how he's helped his community um, provide school fees through milk. Um, but so <laughs> KenyanKidsFoundation.us is where people could learn more. Um, one awesome thing about being a sponsor is having the chance to do a Zoom call with the kid that you sponsor. We had our first Zoom call as a group um, like a week or two ago. Um, the time difference is eight hours, so it's a little challenging. So we're, we're having to do it on the weekends. But folks had a chance to see all the students in their brand new uniforms and looking good. And um, we will be starting to schedule individual Zoom calls so folks can spend a few minutes talking to their in, to their directly to their sponsored kid. They have great English. They're the sweetest. Many are just shy because they don't feel confident in their English. Um, but that is a cool thing that, you know, you don't necessarily get with sponsoring kids through other organizations. This is, we're not looking, you know, we're not asking people to to change, you know, keep like count this kid as part of their family. Like we're not, we're not trying to ask too much, but for folks that want to really learn about a different culture, learn about the, these kids do many come from families um, that are broken. Um, but these aren't street kids. They weren't, they aren't homeless. Um, they lived somewhere, <laughs> uh, but they come from very poor family units. And um, any chance that they have to just get some love and encouragement um, across the globe is awesome. So mm -hmm. you get the chance to Zoom call with their kids. Um, people are also welcome to email me if they have any questions about sponsoring. It's emily at fleetfeetws.com. Um, you know, clearly I'm very passionate about helping this school become a success. And I've been there. I've hugged these kids. I took all, all the pictures on the website. I took my daughter and I took them. <laughs> and, you know, this is certainly like a project that's very dear to my heart um, because I see what this, what Wesley is doing in these kids' lives. He's also preaching to them via Zoom every Sunday. Um, we've talked to an organization about putting a church in the compound. So, um, you know, it's brand spanking new. The building just opened in January, but. Um, yeah. And, and, and I'm guessing for those that would like to donate, but that might not be able to do so at the, at the level of a sponsorship yeah. that any donations are welcome as well. <laughs> we need anything, $10 a month. Um, there mm -hmm. are so many needs, you know, these kids eat beans, rice, ugali, chapati, like they're, it's not like the menu's fancy. Um, and, but they're running elite runners and they do need sources of protein that cost more eggs and milk um, that cost more there. So, um, you know, any, I would, I'll never turn down a donation because <laughs> right. 
the needs are great. The needs are great. And um, I think people that know me know that I, uh, I only get involved in things that I really can feel God working. And mm. we're like, how do I get involved in that? Well, how do I get involved? It's like, we'll go where God's already working. And mm. God clearly has worked in this because there's a brand new school building and 80 students. It's like mind blowing that this mm. is a year and a half. Um, but if you're wondering where, how do you get involved? Go where God is. And he's in this school. That's awesome. Emily, it's always so inspiring to talk to you. And um, I wish that we could do video because you're so vibrant in person. <laughs> um, we we try to keep it low tech around here. So thank you so much for I sharing today. And I'll be sure to put all of those links in the show notes too. So everyone can check out what's happening at Transcend Academy and like, like we said, any donation is helpful to help further that mission and vision and giving kids an opportunity in Kenya. So That's thanks great. again for joining us. I appreciate it. All right. Talk soon. Bye-bye.